today on Movie Oilers, we talk about The Green Knight and Jungle Cruise. Time for Movie Wallace. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And yes, you as well. Movie Wallace is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news, and general banter in theatres, on DVD, online streaming, or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Greetings. Hello. Back again with another podcast. Um, and uh, kind of smacking my lips from the avocado toasts <gasps> yeah. prepared by Yazdi. They were gourmet. They were seriously. Like, they were like delicious. I did take a picture that has to be Instagram. I, we, you know, we always say we have to Instagram our stuff. <laughs> I'm terrible at Instagramming our stuff, but I will Instagram this picture. That was really tasty yesterday. Thank you. I stumbled yes. upon it. It's the easiest thing. Crispy, crunchy jalapeno bread. Cheese. Jalapeno cheese. Jalapeno cheese bread. Yeah. From Bread and Sea. From Bread and Sea. Who is always free to sponsor us for future podcasts. <laughs> if they yeah, like. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. We'll plug for food. We'll plug for free With food. With avocado, pieces of avocado and sardines. Yeah. Lightly dusted with salt. Oh, did you really dust them with salt? Salt and, and pepper? And a kiss, kiss of lemon juice. Yeah. What is going on with this gourmet chefing that you're it's doing? It's so good. It's easy. It's good. It's <laughs> good. That's what I do now on weekends. I mean, on like brunch, just throw it in the oven. It's ready. It's so good. good. So tasty. Well, we'll come again. But yum. No eggs were harmed in the making of this no, avocado taste. it was a nice taste. alternative, actually, yeah. to having eggs. Yeah. An oily fish, always a good thing. Yes. Especially it, at our fact, age. Despite the calories, it was practically health food. It is. <laughs> Very good. All those omega fats aren't going to come to you by themselves. Do you get omega fats in, in Costco sardines? Probably. I hope so. No. <laughs> no. I read this thing about omega, omega fatty acids and, and farmed fish. And oh. so, um, like farmed salmon is supposed to be Completely. basically the same as Yeah, Joe's like, you breast. may as well have a Big Mac. I'm like, no, I'm sure there's some benefit <laughs> in eating, even if it's farm-raised salmon. And he's like, no, it's no, probably as good as a uh, Big Mac. The omega-3s come from algae that the fish eat in the wild. And so you, um, the, the quality of the fats that you get in the farmed, they're fed like, you know, these like pellets from goodness knows what they might get made. Anyway, apparently... Yeah, the, the, oh, that's so sad. The farm, the farm stuff is not the same as the wild caught. Wild caught. So, if you are into your oily fish, no, <laughs> says an expert. Of, yes. Yeah, no. Somewhere that I read on some blog, it was on the internet. Must be true. All right, um, two movies to talk about this week. We have the Green Knight and Jungle Cruise. So. Um, Tackle them in that order? Yep. Okay, so let's start then with The Green Knight and Yasti. Yes, so director David Lowry burst onto the film scene with the movie Ain't Them Body Saints, which we all saw together uh, as movie valas, and director David Lowry was there, and he came on stage and he spoke with everyone, and Rooney Mara was there and many others, so we have some kind of an attachment to him and he kind of followed up with a ghost story that movie with uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara where she eats a whole pie on screen and then he most recently did The Old Man and the Gun which is the Robert Redford movie 
Um, and he has followed it up with his latest movie being released uh, this 2020, uh, and that is The Green Knight. Now, The Green Knight is based on a 14th, 14th century poem uh, of ye Scotland uh, times, of ye Scottish times, ye old Scottish times. Oldie, ye oldie. Ye oldie. <laughs> yes, ye oldies Scottish times. And it's, it's essentially uh, a lesser known poem about... Uh, you know, the King Arthur and his uh, round table of knights. Um, and essentially, it's specifically about Lord Gawain, who in this movie, everybody seems to call Garwain, or I don't know, maybe that's how they pronounce. Yeah, remember, Celtic names are never pronounced the way they're written. Correct, correct. Um, and so this is based on, on that particular story. And um, the movie stars... Uh, uh, none other than Dev Patel, a very interesting choice uh, to play uh, the knight Sir Gawain. And Alicia Vikander uh, plays two different roles, his love interest Essel, as well as another character which shows up later in the movie. Sarita Chaudhry plays um, Dave Patel's uh, mom. Uh, and then Joel Edgerton in this movie is in this movie as well. And I should say, King Arthur is played by Sean Harris, and his, uh, the Queen is played by Kate Dickey. And we'll we'll come to them when we discuss the movie. Um, essentially, the story of the Green Knight is is a retelling of the medieval story of how this Green Knight showed up at Sir Arthur's uh, Round Table and essentially challenged uh, any brave knight. Uh, to kind of face him in a particular challenge and then the story which follows from there. So this is uh, that, adapt you know, I think this is the third or fourth or fifth adaptation of this story. And uh, I asked you guys to go watch this in the theater. I hope you guys are not ready to strangle me. <laughs> So I love me a bit of Shakespearean, Arthurian drama and magnificence. Um, but I'm not sure what I watched here. Um, this seemed like gobbledygook and I can't make head or tail of the story. And it just felt super ethereal, uh, which I also like ethereal. And I love David Larry and I loved Ain't Them Body Saints. Um, but I couldn't figure out what was going on and I couldn't understand even at the end of it, what I watched. Um, and although it tries to be clever by giving you some of the poem, I don't know if it's an issue of sound mixing, it just didn't feel very clear. So I don't know what I watched. Joseph. <laughs> so, yeah, David Larry is not my favourite director, so Ain't Them Body Saints was great. We saw it at a film festival. He was there. The cast was there. It's beautifully done Americana. Um, his other work um, just hasn't worked for me. Even even his kind of commercial attempt, you know, the Pete's Dragon that he directed mm -hmm. with, for, for Disney um, was a real failure in my mind, um, lack of charm. So I don't, I'm not really on this guy's wavelength. And, and you know, once again, this movie kind of... Um, you know um is a repeat of that sentiment it was really difficult this is a difficult film this is not um uh, your traditional kind of narrative type movie it's it almost feels like a series of video game levels i'm going to use that horrible yeah, analogy that's because, a it, good, no, it's because a good it's because it's not but it's it's kind of like you know puzzle after puzzle after riddle after riddle and the, the knight makes his way through it and then there's you know but he's not a knight 
the character protagonist, whatever it is. It's it's just I just found it very difficult. It was also made worse by the fact that we saw it in AMC. It was and it's a dimly shot movie. Go on. I I, uh, I think I it, think the movie well, is dimly shot. Okay, everywhere. It, it's yeah. dimly shot, yeah. and so we struggled. I I struggled to really um, see the visuals, and the sound is a bit muffled. And so, Ooh. despite the fact that we had, you know, ye olde English language, which at times can be challenging to tune into. Yeah, um, Shakespeare in English is you know something I have a real hard time. Not that this is Shakespearean per se, but um, I missed lines of dialogue all over the place so that also gave you know so I, i'm gonna put some of my personal take of the movie down to the projection experience that we had but this was difficult anyway like see if i'd seen it in an arc light with beautiful clear sound and bright image i still would have found the material frustrating because it's it's hard this is there's no way to say there's no other way to say it this is an intellectual puzzle of a thing and if you're maybe not familiar with the source material, it maybe has less meaning. It just didn't flow for me. Yes, D. Yeah, I obviously asked you guys to watch it in the theater because I love this. I absolutely love this movie. I I saw it at uh, the AMC Mission Valley. They had a screening for press and um, the sound is one of the reasons why I absolutely love the movie. It's just electrifying and it's, it's this combination of medieval music and kind of more contemporary very haunting music and I th- I thought every frame in the movie I could literally blow up and put on my the walls of my home I mean it's just so beautiful I mean it's a lot of that Scottish landscape but it's gorgeously filmed now I, I think this if you, if you look at the reviews the one chief complaint that you will see across the board is people complaining that a lot of the movie is shot in in very dark i mean it, it happens in the night and there's just the barest glimmer of light it was enough when i was watching it that i could make out that this is somebody's face or this is somebody moving and that to me kind of added to the experience of somebody not being dis uh, disconnected being kind of disoriented because they don't know what's going around so to me it added to the experience of the movie but i that's why i think imagine watching this movie on a television screen it's just people are going to be throwing eggs at it because yeah. it's going to be very frustrating yeah. because a lot of the, i think there is a good 20 minutes in the movie which is very dark and it happens in the night um but i just i i and i also know a lot of people do not like this movie because they don't like how it ends or that it if you read the actual poem or not the actual poem the, the translation of the poem Actually, Sir Gawain's story continues on beyond that point that the movie ends in. And so there's a lot of complaint that, well, it kind of neither ends there. It's neither here nor there in terms of how it ends. But for me, it was so sumptuous an experience just watching the whole movie because it was this journey of somebody who is lost, somebody who is kind of born into privilege. He's born the nephew of Sir Arthur, right? And he has food and he has a royal status and he has women to kind of play around with and he's very kind of brash and thinks more of himself and I saw the whole movie as him being brought down to life and having to deal with what it is to lose everything you think you have something and you lose everything in his quest he loses everything and he kind of has to face uncertainties about the spiritual world versus the real world so for me it was a very almost spiritual experience and there's a lot of debate also about who the Green Knight represents in the original story versus this one. And I liked where this one was going as well. 
Yeah, and I think, Yazdi, that therein, in a sense, lies the issue for me, is the movie's called The Green Knight, mm -hmm. and yet it's really about Dev Patel's journey, who is not a knight. Well, eventually he becomes one, yeah. That's sure, why he's called Sir Gawain, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I just kind of... Um, and I and I like I almost wish you had made the movie because I like your your assessment of it, um, but I didn't get that from the movie. Mm. So the spiritual aspects of it um, don't, don't make sense. And I like those ethereal, spiritual. I like that. I'm not I'm not um, scared of those aspects of a movie ever. But they have to make sense. They have to make. And then I think also the piece around, you know, there's a little CGI fox um, that kind of follows him around. And I'm like, why does it have to be a CGI fox? Why do we need a CGI fox in there? I don't know. It just, it, it didn't, you know, there was, yeah. it just didn't make sense. It didn't hang together that with know. each, like Joe, you were saying, you know, if each level is a, if each, even if you think of each scene as a le leveling up, we don't know what he takes from the scene before to elevate his journey in a way. And then he does something really shitty at the end, which I'm like, well, okay, clearly you've learned nothing. Um, but we can, that's a yeah. spoiler. I can talk about that offline. But I just felt like there was no, there was no learning from him when he comes back. I mean, I think, um, oh, okay. I, I, I can't, I couldn't shake the notion that some familiarity with the poem would have greatly enhanced yeah. my yeah. knowledge of this movie. And I think it's made clearly with some, you know, love and respect for some source. The familiarity of which I think is needed to interpret what we're seeing. Because I think it's, it, it's not very... Um, it doesn't connect the themes very well. It didn't do that for me in the moment at all. I right. Mean, I loved the moments where he stumbles upon a farmhouse and, you know, he sleeps in the bed. and Yeah, that was a great the scene. spiritual... Yeah, you know, that, that whole thing, the I whole, loved that. That, that whole yeah. scene worked beautifully. It's, it's, it's really marvellously done. And, and it's you know, his encounter with the Green Knight at the, at, towards the end of the movie, um, his encounter with the character played by... Um, Barry Keegan. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, all of these moments I thought were really like well done, but I couldn't connect the dots. And so that's why I kind of felt that this was almost a series of little vignettes, all telling, you know, like verses of a poem probably, um, or something like that. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't string it together into this like wholesome experience. And so I've, I just found it frustrating. I can see the artistry of it, and I, I feel that way with Larry's work. I can always see the artistry of it, and 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 the cleverness, and the you know the elevated way that he is trying to do something different with filmmaking. But I don't like it, and I can see it, and I can appreciate it. Yeah, but well, it, it, you have to it, be but, at the but, wavelength. Yeah. But but for me, it, it's exactly right. It, it doesn't resonate, and it doesn't. I don't feel anything from it. I just I see it from a distance. So it it it's it's. It's a it's a frustratingly difficult piece of art. It's that painting in the gallery that you see that everyone seems to be fawning over, and you're like, but it's just three squiggly lines. Like that that's what this is <laughs> yeah. for me. That's exactly yeah. you know. Yeah. So this this was totally my wavelength, and it was. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I I of all of us, I liked In the Body Saints the least, I think. Mm, that's um, right. But, yeah. but but this one was just completely my wavelength. I was I almost like purring while I was watching it. <laughs> like every moment, I was like. 
oh, this just makes me giddy. And for me, I, and I, you know, I did not, I did not know anything about the poem. I didn't even know that this was based on arterial legend. I thought that David Lowry just said, let me make up some crap, you know. So I was surprised <laughs> when I came back and found out, oh my God, there's actually a Sir Gawain in literature and so forth. So I've gone back and read, I mean, on Wikipedia, there is like a three paragraph summary of the poem, which is very easy. Anybody can read it. And it makes it very clear to me that the part about the ghostly spirit, that's something he put in. The part about the Barry Keegan, he put in. but. Surprisingly, the part about, you know... Um, uh, Vikander? No, yeah, Vikander and uh, Joel Edgerton. That's oh, in yeah, the poem. Yeah. That's in the poem about how he befriends this couple and the husband goes off every day and the wife tries to seduce him. That's, that's in the poem. And then the husband tells him that, you know, you, I, you can pay me back by kissing me instead. So there's a lot of yeah, stuff going so on there. Weird. So weird, yeah. So anyway, for me, it was just the hero's journey. It's about somebody, because he's very unlikable initially. He comes off as kind of vain and kind of childish almost to me. And for me, it was just him going through one experience after the other, which makes him kind of reconsider himself and what it means. And, and, and you know, the, I don't know about the, the fox, if it's part of the original story or not, but I think it's almost he was going through a difficult time and he, con he, he was in need of companionship. Sure. And he conjured up this. Sure. Right? Uh, maybe. Uh, or maybe not. And I loved the one part I saw right from the beginning and all the way through the end. I think the, the last, his last interaction with the Green Knight absolutely cinched it, is that the movie has a very ecological message. The movie, The Green Knight is nothing if not nature, at least the way I saw it, is, you know, the way he, The Green Knight presents himself at the very end, he is attached to nature. And it is humans which are badly treating nature. And eventually we will lose that fight against nature. We will have to give up our head against it. So I saw it right from Ooh. the beginning as that, because The Green Knight, show, I think that's why it's called Green, but, but even in how it's embodied visually in the movie, he's made of tree branches and, and leaves and so forth. So I saw him as a representation of nature. So I, I, I got that as well. Um, but I don't know, I think it's, it's just voodoo, right? Some movies you just kind of completely connect with. And I was, I was Dave Patel going through all of this. Yeah. I think that sounds like a summing up, Yazdi. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this, I, gosh, it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. I, I yeah. just love it. And the more I think about it, the more it grows on me. I can't wait to go to the theater and see it again. I want to give some distance before I watch it again. It's just, I, it's just an amalgam amalgamation of craft. I mean, just it's so gorgeously shot. And even, even the design of the crowns. Uh, yeah, you know, great how, costume. I'll give you that. How King Arthur and his wife almost become possessed you know, when they have this premonition about the Green Knight, how that's shown. So I think it's just, it's the work of somebody who is clearly thinking outside the, the routine, you know, you know, Arthurian story of king and queen and, you know, knights with, with swords and so forth. So I'm going to wrap it up. I am going to give it nine out of 10. I love Whoa. this movie so much. Wow. I just loved it. I adore it. Yeah. So I like Dev Patel. I like Alicia Vikander. Joel Egerton, there wasn't enough of him. 
It was all so strange and ethereal. I had nothing to hang on to. Unfortunately for me, this is like a three out of ten. What? Come on, yeah. it's not worse. It's wow. not worse than like old and <laughs> and. <laughs> Anyway, it's fine. Sure, I'm, no. I'm, it, no, it's fine. I'm grumpy rash me. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the artistry and the film craft of it, I must admit. And the, and the scenes in and of themselves worked in the moment for me. So I, I won't say that I, I had as hard a time. I'm going to just take a moment here to shed a tear at the loss of the Arclight cinemas because yes. I think yeah that that was a movie theater chain for those of you that aren't familiar that might be listening to it that really took pride in um ensuring that movies were projected the way that they were intended by uh, the studio the director um you know they 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 were one of the few studios that would really take the time mm -hmm. to um you know have somebody stand in the theater for a couple of minutes at the beginning of the movie just to make sure everything looked right uh, the sound was good and we saw this and uh, AMC, you know, they... They try. Well, they typically... They don't even try. <laughs> they, they Look, it's, it's, it's a very different business as a movie theatre, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling, ranting a little bit here, but, um, you know, they, for me, it felt like they turned the brightness down and that the projectionist was nowhere to be seen. They yeah. wasn't even looking at the image. Because yeah. anyone who would have looked at this image, I think, would have um, said, you know, this isn't calibrated right. This yeah. isn't right. So that was frustrating for me. It was in focus. That was about it. So with that rant over, um, still a difficult movie for me. Um, but I, again, I think, like I said earlier, I think I can appreciate what it was. I may, I may at some point gain a deeper understanding and insight of it than I have today. I for, now it's a, for now, it's a six out of ten. <laughs> Um, oh, ye of little faith. Um, for now, it's you know, it's for now, it's just a frustrating piece of art that I'm struggling to understand and therefore struggling to appreciate. I'm sorry I made you guys <laughs> watch this. In no, the I'm theater. glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad you did, Yasti, because I think you're right. I think if we recommend that people watch this at home, yeah, you will should. literally be throwing your dinner at the TV. And it's a very, very, very odd movie. I should we should just say that. Up yeah, front. it's very odd. And so. I love odd. I normally love odd i'm not scared of odd i just i think it's what you said joe there was little to hold it from scene to scene no there, there's definitely a, a, there's, there's some thematic elements that yeah. were lost on me and yeah. i think if if i could have grasped onto them i could have maybe pulled it together and gone oh, okay this is great but you know there's some there's, there's all this stuff about you know knights and chivalry and and that i could deal and with and it I was all the yeah anyway yeah <laughs> did any of you watch ghost story in the end i did oh you did and what did you think of that yesterday didn't do much for didn't me didn't see all. and that's that how it felt so very odd. similar yeah i haven't seen it had it, that same level of oddness to me but i didn't see any people in costume oh yeah and i did see that on my computer screen so maybe you know we had a screener for yeah. that so maybe if i'd watch it in a theater i would feel differently mm, but i don't think so but the craft in this uh, the craft in that wasn't very yeah you know yeah i mean i, I should also say that you know the the critic score on tomato meter is 88% and the audience score is 51%. So I think there you yeah. have it. You know, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's a diff yeah, it is difficult. And I think ultimately it's more experiential a movie than, you know, necessarily with a message or any such thing. So, and yeah, yeah experiential and also experimental. I mean, yeah, it feels it, experimental and it is slow as well. So, but none of those things obviously <laughs> bother me. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, tell you about another podcast we've been listening to, and we'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Rashmi. I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. KPBS's Cinema Junkie mixes the giddy excitement of a geeky fan with smart and even scholarly insights from guests. Host Beth Accomando takes you on a deep dive into a topic, film, genre, actor, or theme. Each episode features in-depth interviews with an artist, scholar, historian, geeky cinephile, or other film folks who can provide insight into a film, genre, or profession. Check out the Cinema Junkie podcast online at kpbs.org slash cinemajunkie or find and follow Cinema Junkie on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much. Okay, uh, thanks for listening to Movie Rollers. We're back with our second review of the week, uh, which is going to be Jungle Cruise. So, Rashmi, why don't you tell us about Jungle Cruise? I am going to do that. So, this is based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small... Sounds like an infomercial to me. Based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. This is directed by Yom Colet-Serra, and it's written by Michael Green, Glenn Ficarra, John Requa, and a few others. And it stars, my God, this has got a great cast. Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitehall, Jesse Plemons, Paul Giamatti's here, whole host of others. And um, this is on our list to watch, seeing as it's available on Disney+. Plus. But Yazdi, you got to see this in the theater. Mm-hmm. So tell us, is this worth the price of admission? I think it depends on what what you want. I think if you have, say, a family visiting from out of town and they want to go see a movie and there are kids and everybody involved, just go. Just go to this. Everybody will have a good time. I think once you start kind of looking beyond that, um, there are some issues. I mean, uh, I think all things considered, it's better than it needed to be. So again, Mm -hmm. this this is totally a commercial enterprise. This is Disney trying to sell you an advertisement for a ride at their theme park. It's one of their oldest theme parks, which is this uh, Jungle Cruise. So with all of those things in, in, you know, in mind, I think what it does is pretty good. Um, it definitely has that Sunday morning, not sorry, Saturday morning kids movie kind of thing. You know, if you saw The Mummy, I, I mean, that movie, The Mummy, I saw it recently. It's held up so well. Um, it has that the same. The original, Tom, right? Well, the Tom Cruise iteration? No, 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 no. Or? Uh, the Brendan. Oh. The Brendan Fraser the one, Brendan the original. Fraser, yeah, with Rachel Weisz. Super Weiss. fun, yeah. Super fun. So it's all about you know, ghostly creatures and adventures. And so, I, I mean, I think there are, there are individual variations, but the movie is going for and is mostly successful um, at being sort of at this, at this meeting point of The Mummy, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and maybe a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. So, you know, you, you know what I'm yeah. talking about now. You get a sense for, it's kind of this you know, kids movie of action, adventure and ghostly creatures. And I do think parts of the movie are visually will probably scare off somebody who is, I'd say, younger than six years of age. There, some- Well, it's a PG-13. Okay, good. So I, yeah. I don't think somebody very young would be quite traumatized. Like I was thinking if I saw some of these, just the visuals, some of the bad stuff, some of the nasty, mm-hmm. nasty creatures are pretty nasty. Um, my only 
so 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 I'm talking about the pluses first, the good things. So these are all good things. It's going for that kind of you know that kind of vibe of you know that uh, you know kind of fantasy action adventure kind of movie. Uh, the other big positive is in the casting. I mean Dwayne Johnson and um, Emily Blunt are probably two of the more charming actors we mm-hmm. have right now. They don't, I'm sorry to say, they don't have much chemistry between them, although they are kind of forced into that all the time. But be that as it may, they individually are very good. Neither one is kind of dialing it in. They're not phoning it in. They're both very invested in it. Um, And the movie moves at a brisk pace. It is still a full two hours long. I would have liked two this hours and seven minutes. Two hours I and saw, seven minutes. Yeah. And I would I would love for them to just trim away like a good 15, 20 minutes off of it easily. The part I don't like is, you know, Disney has all the money in the world. They obviously hired The Rock, who is one of the most expensive film stars, and they hired Emily Blunt. I wish they had bothered to do some on-site shooting this all happens in the amazon and most of the movie looks like it was made in the universal backlot and this movie and another one we are going to be reviewing soon i it while i was watching the movie it made me question in my head again and again is there such a thing as too much cgi because this one was so much cgi it's just at some point it kind of stopped being real and it just felt like I could actually see somebody moving things around on a computer screen. It was that CGI. Wow. And not because it was bad CGI, but mm. because it looked so obviously CGI, right? Um, so, but again, I'm watching it from the jaded, grizzled, you know, well, several decades old person, and I'm not watching it with the wonder of a, you know, 14-year-old. But no, it, it's suspension of disbelief, right? Correct. And if that doesn't happen... Right. then it looks plastic and that can really affect a movie. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a lot of mumbo-jumbo about Aguirre. You know, there, there, there was a documentary called Aguirre, I mean, there was a movie called Aguirre, The Wrath of God, which is very well regarded. And it kind of brings in these, you know, people stuck in stone and it's, there's too much plot here. I mean, maybe this is this was enough for two plot. I mean, two movies, but there's a lot of plot here. There's something about the petals of the moon tree, which if you get a petal, it'll cure any disease you have. So I, I hope you get an idea of the kind of movie this is. I think it's fantasy. It's fantasy. It's kind of a fun time. I just yeah. wish they had invested it with adventure, a bit more action. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, because and I, I raise this only because you mentioned it for the last movie, but audience score for this is 92 percent mm-hmm. versus a critic score of 63 percent so the, flip, yeah. the the crowds uh, see the you know the masses the uh it seems like it's a real you know yeah who would pleaser. i who would i not recommend this to i can't think of a single person again like i'm saying you know because people always come to me and i say oh what movie can i watch with kids and i never watch i never watch a movie with the perspective of you know watching as an adult versus kids and this is a movie you can just eyes closed recommend to anybody with kids and they will enjoy it. And I think these days kids, are, kids are pretty, you know, they watch worse things on the internet. Correct. So I, I don't think it's good. Yeah. There is one one of the bad guys, the Edgar Ramirez, his face always has snakes coming out of it. And to me, I thought as a kid that would freak me out, but maybe it won't. Maybe these days kids are used to, you know. Well, they watch TikTok. Look, yeah. we Some had of the Medusa stuff on back. there is super right. scary. We had Medusa back had in the day. Back there, yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's fun, a little bit too long, just a little bit more plastic than it needed to be, but it definitely evokes that fun adventure time, you know, people die and then they're reborn, you know, they, 
miraculously something happens and then they come back to life and oh and it's set in 1920s 1930s England uh-huh. that's where it started that's where it starts so that's the other part with the movie which kind of bothered me a little bit is it's trying to inject some modern sensibility um there's a lot of commentary in fact the the Dwayne Johnson character repeatedly through the entire movie calls Emily Blunt's character pants because she's a woman who wears pants and that was very very unheard of in the 1920s but then in its way of kind of making a point about oh my god in the 20s women didn't wear pants it almost kind of becomes retrograde by by virtue of doing that because you know we've moved past having debates about whether women should be wearing pants or right. not so it's so they're kind of trying to give themselves a pat on the but, back you know oh look we look is it how, forward, no, but wait, how progressive it, we are is it commentary or humor because that sounds like a great little piece of shtick that that I'm already laughing about it. Yeah, like yeah, you're describing it, it, is, it yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I think that's like, I, it makes me want to run out and watch this movie right now. Like, you know, that and, kind of yeah. silly, repetitive, digging, jibey humor. Yeah, but and you know, I I really do like Emily Blunt, and so you know. And I love Jesse Plemons, and oh. Joe and I have been watching Jack Whitehall. You know his stand-up um, stuff. The guy who goes with his father on holiday. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the British comedian. He's in it. He's the British comedian. He's, comedian, yeah. British comedian. So he's yeah. in it. He's the sidekick. He's her brother. He's... Uh, right. Prince. And Jesse Plemons is the bad guy. And he has this... Surprise. Well, I mean, I haven't seen him be a... He's always the bad guy. He's always the bad guy. But he has this German accent here, which is way better than it needs to be. It's so good. I, mean, he plays this <laughs> I don't think I want to watch it. I want to watch me... it. So summarize and score, Yazdi. Yeah, I would give it a, 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 a sort of a stingy seven out of ten. I think. It's yeah, I think I want to. Seems like a fun, like a fun Friday night, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. If it's if it's on if it's on TV, you won't be able yeah. to turn it off. You will just watch it. It's just one. I feel like it's a good like. I want to just. Get yeah. ready for the week. Let's put Jungle Cruise on. Yeah, yeah, totally. that sounds great. Um, so, I, yeah, it's 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 reasonably well made. Um, oh, and my other complaint is it's set. You're still complaining. I'm still complaining. Oh I, my I God. wanted this. I wanted this to be a little. There were no. This this is set on a jungle in the rivers of South America and there are no crocodiles and there are no oh I wanted I wanted bad reptiles eating people's legs chewing people's legs off and there were there are no reptiles but anyway you wanted the captain hook gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah and 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 it all yeah anyway they should have done some more outdoor shooting anyway having said that it's a fun movie <laughs> I don't think we make nearly enough movies like this anymore, yeah. you know, which are just fun. But who's and the audience? That's the thing, isn't it? And like, the kids. we loved yeah. it, but even adults, you know, yeah. Indiana Jones, the first all of Pirates those. of the Caribbean. Yeah, was they so were good. so good. Yeah. Well, so, so enjoyable. Here's what I'll say about this. Next time, tell us to go watch Jungle Cruise <laughs> and not The Green Knight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, go watch it. But uh, yeah. Yes, I, I see what you mean. But yeah, it's a fun movie. Seven yeah, out of ten. No, that's great. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, too many movies, too little time. We'll be back with more movie wallers uh, soon. Steady stream now, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we um, I, again, we haven't really talked about this much, but it, well, we're finally wandering back into theatres with limited rules and I hope theatres come back I mean I think it's, it's still a difficult year for cinema lots of big releases still being 
done straight to streaming. Well, there were but tons of trailers yesterday when we watched The Green Knight. I was really pleased to see all the coming in September, coming in October, all the Oscar fodder potential, yeah. you know, really good, yeah. good looking movies coming, I think. Yep, so support your theatres. We yeah, don't want to lose any more chains like we lost Arclight. I know. Sniff, sniff. Um, so, um, and also your smaller independent theatres, Landmarks. And, yeah. Um, gosh, there's plenty, to, too many to, to, to name. But. I'm still hopeful somebody might buy or repurpose the Arclight cinemas because we haven't, heard, we haven't heard any news about like, you know, I don't know, Costco coming and saying we'll build warehouses there or something like right. that. Right. So I'm hoping somebody might you know, I, th- I think right now, where we sit, even in August 2021, the pandemic is such an uncertainty that nobody would invest in a big yeah, theater exactly. chain just, just yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's wrap it up for today. Too many movies, too little time. A goodbye from me. And me. And me as well. <laughs>